Hello and welcome to Let Me Finish. I'm your host, Daniel. Joined as always by Kevin. Yes. <laughs> That's Kevin there. <laughs> so, you know, in uh, podcast news, we yes. like to keep up on podcast news considering we are ourselves uh, podcasters. Uh, so there was a, uh, a big figure in podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> this is going so well. We're just uh, <laughs> don't let me interrupt. Hey man, these the intros are always rough. <laughs> this is not but, rough. Uh, yeah, so there was uh we talked about uh before Chris Delia got canceled a while back for uh some messages some inappropriate messages and stuff and he just kind of dropped off the map just dropped off the face of the earth for a little while there like eight months or something like that he just kind of just he just dipped and uh but he made he, he's made a return now he put up a, an apology video on youtube did you watch that i saw it yeah i think i saw it like two days after it came out I couldn't believe it because it's been it's been a long. Yeah, time. no, I th- I think that's when I saw it too. It seemed long. like it just was making the rounds and the recommendations, um, like a couple days after he posted it. So we talked about a while back when Chris Delia got canceled. Uh, he was like sending messages to, well, some of it was like alleged underage girls and stuff. That's not been confirmed. Uh, Chris Elliott pretty strongly denied that, obviously, as any sane person would. And uh, right. but after the allegations, he kind of he just dipped off the map. Just he just dropped off the face of the earth for like eight months straight. You know. Yeah. No more podcast. Uh, didn't even make. Yeah. No more oh, podcast. He really didn't make. He just made like a small statement. I think like oh you know like all my relationships have been consensual. Or whatever, and legal or something, and then and then that was it. He just kind of whoop. And then he said like, "Oh, he did some stuff he regretted or whatever." But then also he was supposed to be in a movie like um, it's something something. It's like a zombie movie, Army of the Dead, I think. Okay, and then they replace him somehow with uh, this other person named Tignatoro, which I don't know about very much, and then. And I thought that was kind of funny. Like, are they going to go back and, like, reshoot and, like, CG in some other person on top of him? <laughs> I was like, that's pretty, like, fuck you in particular, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they're just going to, like, scan the new actor's face and just, like, superimpose it. <laughs> yeah. In every scene with Chris Delia. <laughs> that's crazy to me. I think that's a little bit much, but okay. Um Yeah. I mean, I I guess, like, I don't know. Like, I get him being canceled or whatever. Because the thing about it, too, is, like, I mean, he was definitely, like, he was definitely being, like, a douchebag in, like, girls' DMs and stuff like that, for sure. I don't, I don't know. Like I said, it hasn't, you know, it's not like the allegations of him messaging underage girls have been confirmed. So, like, legally-wise, I don't think that there's anything, you know going on but like yeah they're just they just i don't know I just, we're at a point where yeah it's whenever someone gets canceled like that it just everything gets dropped you know they just get dropped from everything 
I think movies would be hilarious if every time someone got accused of something, they just CG'd that person out with someone else. So, like, <laughs> whenever you watch, like, I don't know, an episode of a show, it would just be, like, a bunch of, like, platypus CGI of different people who haven't been <laughs> accused of something yet. <laughs> I think that was pretty silly to, to go and just, just get, try to, like, CG over someone. I get if it was, like... You know, we had this deal with this person and we didn't make the movie yet. And then, like, canceling it. Like, yeah. I, get, I get canceling. But retroactively trying to erase someone out of a movie and replace them with just a different person. It's just like, to me, it's like, okay, like, sure. <laughs> you. Yeah. And I, I feel, too, like he was messaging some girls looking, like, for sex or whatever. And, like... I don't know, like, he was, and he would, the big thing, too, is that he would, like, act like a complete asshole when he was rejected. That was kind of, like, I feel like the big thing that really got him, uh, yeah. canceled was he was basically, like, message girls, like, expecting sex, because he was, like, oh, you know, like, I'm a comedian, I'll get the sex or whatever, and then they would, like, reject him, and he'd just be a complete fucking asshole about it, he'd be like, oh, like, fuck you, you're not even drag, you know what I mean, just being shitty and stuff. Yeah, I think so. But it's like I don't know. That's necessarily like I don't know. I don't know that it's necessarily something that warrants yeah going back and erasing this person from your movie or something. Yeah, especially it, since let's be honest, no one watched Army of the Dead anyway. I mean, I think <laughs> or no one's watching it a lot. Anyway. No, but I th- I think they, <laughs> I think this was coming. Um, I I'm not super like. I don't know, when I heard about the allegation stuff, I wasn't really surprised. Like, I mean, the underage stuff, I don't know, that raises eyebrows, but I don't, it doesn't seem like anything's really panned out there. But then, like... Yeah. But then, like, the the other things, some of the other stories, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me for... Yeah. I think I said this last time we talked about it. Uh, Crystalia... This is someone who's like he calls his fans like a cult, like a sex cult. That's like his running joke. Is everyone who listens to his yeah. podcast is in a sex cult, and yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it makes a lot of jokes about orgies, and then oh, gets accused for um, uh, sexual misconduct. It's like okay, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> oh, just now you just figured that out. Yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, like, I don't know, we talked about this too, where I, I was saying, like, his kind of character, his his comedy character, you know, his, his character that he plays and his, like, stand-up and stuff is, like, a complete narcissist asshole kind of type, you know? That's kind of just the persona that he takes on when he gets on stage. And whether he's whether he's a narcissist asshole in real life, I don't, I don't know, because I've only watched him on stage or anything. I don't know the fucking guy. But I think that probably what happened is, you know, he plays this narcissist asshole kind of character and he just kind of got, he got into the character too much. He kind of like, he got really successful with it. And then, you know, he started doing the podcast. So he was in character more regularly. So he kind of like, I feel like it probably just bled into his personal life. And he's like, you know, being a narcissist, he's like, I could even talked about you know this in his little apology video too he was like i just figured i could just say you know if i was in town doing a show i could pretty much just have sex with any if i messaged someone and i you know i'd be able to have sex with them 
That's just what I figured. So yeah. I mean, that's what happened. I think he just started to get got to his head and he got this big old head on. And he's like, everyone will have sex with me. Why not? You know? Yeah, I believe it. I think, um, I, th- I think that, I think that's probably true. I, it really, it really is kind of like a lot of the characters he plays. Uh, and then like, <laughs> and then all this stuff that come out was like, yeah. So yeah. And then he talked about yeah. it in his, in his apology video that, yeah, it's like a, it sounds like like a sex addiction type of problem, and then um, yeah, just talked about stuff like that, like uh, just having sex with fans all the time and things, and then and and being and being too obsessed with it. So um, yeah, but anyway, well, yeah, that's that was yeah. He started yeah, like like I said, he was said that basically yeah, he would do a show and it would just he would just go on like Twitter or whatever and just just message, just find fans that were like in the city or whatever and just message them, and be like, hey, you know. So have sex or whatever. Come over. Come over to my hotel. And he would be he said he would be like super forward with it too. Like just basically yeah. be like, hey, like let's fuck, you know? Which he would thought was just like whatever, like just be straightforward so they know it's like you're being straightforward ever. But it's like it's still fucking shitty to just message someone, hey, let's fucking bang. You know what I mean? Just out of the blue. It's like with douchebaggery Tinder sort of things, you know? exactly it's yeah just, it's just what people do on tinder all the time um i think i think I, I just wonder why now i wonder what what happened so that so that now this is um coming back up you know there, there's probably some reason for it. there's probably something going on that um that something it, maybe maybe he got like uh maybe he's got something a role exactly or something, something coming up or something like that yeah, I I think it maybe it's something like that. It just seemed pretty random that that now it's coming back up, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, um I don't know. I, it's uh I think his apology was um I okay, here's our here's our exit question. What on how effective was the apology on a scale of 1 to 3? Do we forgive Chris Delia? <laughs> yeah, on a scale of 1 to 3, rate that apology video. I don't know. I feel like it was like a two. A two. You know? mm. It was fine. Like, I don't know. He just kind of came in and he just was like, you know, A, I was like doing shitty things or whatever. You know? And then he kind of just talked about his, you know, why he did it and stuff. And and he was like, yeah, fucked up. He didn't specifically like, I don't know. It's not like one of those ones that's like blatantly, very clearly like faked, you know, and then they like put like, right. a, you know, they like monetize it. They're like, sorry about, you know, messaging underage girls or whatever. Uh, that was inappropriate. But, you know, it's not inappropriate as our sponsor, you know, <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, at least it was just like, just a straight up apology video that seemed yeah. sincere enough. Like, I feel like he still kind of just talked a lot about himself. So it wasn't, like, perfect. But it's, like, he at least seemed sincere. I don't know. What do you think? What do you give it on the one to three apology scale? I give it a three. Because the oh. best the best apology video is where you make yourself the victim. And then you don't have to apologize. <laughs> That's the perfect apology, Daniel. (laughs) I mean, 
I'm not totally wrong. I don't remember like an actual apology in the video. So um, no, there wasn't really. He just basically somewhere was like, oh, somewhere yeah. in the beginning. Maybe I think the words "I'm sorry" came out, but but um, I'm actually not sure now that I remember, think about it. So <laughs> that's a great apology video. Never apologize. That's how you apologize. Well, yeah, I do feel like that is kind of like the trick for like, you know, being if you're like a celebrity or whatever is, yeah, you don't really don't really apologize. Just make yourself seem like you said, the victim. Yeah, pretty much. So um, and people will feel sorry for you and they'll, they'll move on. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I think makes it effective is it, it makes you feel sorry for him. And and um, and it uh, I mean, it shows more like at least more like um it's more personal than like I try to think of like other people who got canceled, um, and I think when people just come out and like say something to kind of placate the mob, like of course I respect all women, everyone's special, and stuff like that, <laughs> yeah. and they just say it like the day after in like a rush, and and like I feel like stuff like that is kind of like a one <laughs> because it doesn't really mean anything. It's just kind of like uh, like reiterating whatever is popular and then at least this apology came out eight months later and was um like personal you know i i he probably didn't have to say anything about any of that stuff and honestly chris lee could probably just start recording his podcast like six months ago and and people would just listen to it like i think there's enough people in his fan base that just wouldn't care but um i don't know yeah and i think I think that's the thing is that ultimately, like you said, there's there's enough people in his fan base that are dedicated enough that I don't think they would care about something like this. Right. You know, I feel like the biggest thing was just that it's like all, all of like all like com- pretty much every comedian that's like in the same circle as Chris Delia, like just was like as soon as this happened, they were like they just announced him and then just were like, eh, eh, like they just kind of hands off. Yeah. I don't know that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I feel like, you know, like those people and like, I don't know, people who weren't, who didn't really care about, who didn't really care about or for Chris Delia in the first place, you know, cared about the canceling thing. But yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't think that his fans that got fucking congratulations podcast tattoos on their fucking <laughs> asses are going to give a shit about this, you know? Yeah, I mean, okay, so I just want to say one last thing. I'm comparing this in my head. I'm comparing this to um, Louis C.K. who got canceled for something pretty different. Mm. Not 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 at all the same scenario, but not at all the same. Much I feel like way worse. Right, like, like Louis C.K. had some. Exactly. That's why I feel like. Yeah. That's why I kind of I don't know. I I guess I give more like grace here because I feel like that's what i compare it to that's kind of the bar for me is like um like that sexual misconduct you know um but then like yeah just reading through like things that happen afterwards i'm just reading through like louis ck's uh own um his own apology and you know it's okay but i just feel like this is this is what you should do if you get canceled you should wait like way longer than anyone wants you to wait 
just double whatever the the waiting time is <laughs> and then come out and and just uh um just talk about yourself and stuff and then there you go yeah. yeah, talk about yourself and your struggles. Talk about how much you learned, Daniel. How you've been in, like... How much you've yeah, learned. Yeah, well, that was... That, that's exactly what he did. He talked about, like, being in therapy and stuff. That's true. Like, oh, there's not too much... You know, all this stuff. Yeah, I feel like... Okay, there's not a lot in this apology to find fault with. I am kind of just... I don't know, trolling when I say, like, making yourself the victim. But, I mean, you know... No. <laughs> it's, it's there a little bit, but... Um, no, it is there. But I mean, I think too, it's not like terrible. Apology. I mean, everyone loves, everyone loves like you know a rehab story, you know, and like celebrities, you know, everyone loves like the story of the celebrity celebrity who, you know, like went to rehab and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much. I feel like it's a similar. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, there's the take time off and then come back and talk about it with insight, and that's how you apologize for something. Yep. Yeah, and then, I don't know, I think it, I feel like, in a weird way, this is going to work out a lot better for him than, than Louis C.K. or anyone else like that, like. Yeah, I could see him definitely making a comeback. Like, Louis C.K., I think, started doing stand-up again, but I I have, you know, I don't even. I just think that, like, when. I hear nothing about him, I th- you know. I think with this apology out, and then. I think when Chris does start to do stuff again, it's going to become like really hard to cancel him in the future because everything you would say would just kind of get lumped into this and I'd be like, well, I already been there. So that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, um, like the, the, he comes back like a zombie from the movie that he's in. Fuck is that movie called? I keep wanting to say, Army of the Dead. <laughs> I keep wanting to say walking dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, good enough it's close enough doesn't he look like that they're guy? all the same anyway who's that guy in the walking dead that main guy i want to say ted the walking dead obviously his name is something else john i don't actually i john. totally don't know he, he could be chris D'Elia's, like father or uncle if you look at a picture of them next to each other i could see it yeah I could right see it. <laughs> Rick Grimes. Rick Grimes. That's it. Rick. Rick Grimes. Yeah, I could see it. It's weird, right? Like, yeah. You just put some like you know long long hair on there, some long dark curly hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. So yeah. Anyways, I just was gonna say that I think yeah I think it'll be a lot harder to cancel him in the future because after you got canceled one time. It's just going to, I mean, people who, if he, if he comes back and starts making, um, podcasts and like stand up specials, I just think that it's, it's going to have a lot more, uh, like resiliency to it. So I think it, it kind of ends up, it might end up working out for him better than, um, than not because yeah. Yeah. But it was a long time in coming and <laughs> probably should have been <laughs> coming. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things that have been a long time coming. Oh, yeah. What's What else is coming out, supposedly, that we've been waiting for since, uh, like, a year ago? Oh, $2,000 stimulus checks. 2,000 big ones. 
that's the or is it just two big ones i don't actually know how i don't know what a big one means i hear people one. say it in reference to money sometimes yeah i just assume it means a dollar but i don't actually know that's true like 20 <laughs> big ones yeah 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 i got you two big ones would be kind of weird it's, that's, <laughs> it's just uh, but yeah so what is it there's a big stimulus bill happening that uh we were just reading through it before we started recording we know everything that's in it surprisingly everything if you made a pie chart of this relief bill it would be like tons and tons and tons of little slices and by little slices i mean like 50 billion big ones so like but tons of slices (laughs) there's a lot of ways you can slice two trillion dollars apparently that's true that's a lot of a lot of pie to slice so should we just go over this whole thing Oh, we can just talk. We can just hit the points. Okay. So first point. I mean, what was first point is stimulus checks, unemployment insurance, and child tax credit. I'm reading this from uh, Washington Post. Um, what's in the House's 1.9 trillion dollar coronavirus plan by Rachel Siegel, and it was published like a day ago. So the House passed this. It, it'll go to the Senate. Now there'll be some changes in the Senate. So it it's not. Um, it's not set in stone, but um, yeah. So the house. So the first point was the one one thousand four hundred dollar stimulus check, um, on top of six hundred dollar payments issued. Uh, so this I think is really shady. So back me up on this. So there was a stimulus check in December for six hundred bucks or something. I don't know what that was for. <laughs> that was, <laughs> I. I it was just like here's six hundred dollars for uh, that was like after it'd been like I don't know six seven eight nine months in pandemic. They're like here's six hundred bucks. Um, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but <laughs> but um. But this is something I think is weird. So now they're giving people one thousand four hundred, and there was a there was there was a push around the election for people getting two thousand dollar checks, and now it sounds like they're saying, "Well, we're going to give you one thousand four hundred because you got six hundred. So there you go. That's two thousand. Yeah. Do you, do you? Am I the only one who sees that? No. Yeah, I see it too. I see it too. I love too how like there was like the six hundred. Um, and those like first like relief bills, you got like a letter from like Donald Trump oh, <laughs> sent yeah. through like the IRS. Do you remember that? I got Saying, one of those like, letters. Oh, you're welcome for this COVID relief bill or whatever and stuff. I'm like, get out of here. This is... <laughs> that was actually really weird. That was so funny. That was so weird to get like the the letter. I was like, come on. Um, you're like, okay, yeah, I I get it. I get. I know. I know you sent money out. Okay, Trump's like here's six big it. ones. <laughs> <laughs> six big ones. Um, so here's a. Um, so there's there's a price tag here for this. Uh, price tag of all these checks is four hundred twenty-two billion dollars. So I guess. If I'm good at math, I'm reaching for a calculator. The percentage of funds in the $1.9 trillion, which is a lot of zeros, um, stimulus bill divided by, well, it's the inverse of that. Why am I so stupid? So I'm going to divide that by the $42 billion. <laughs> We'll just see how much are people getting paid. 40. 
to oh my lord 422 billion that's a, quite a lot of zeros are you putting in the actual zeros well 100,000 million billion okay 22% why couldn't I just do that in my head <laughs> so what 22% of the total bill funding is going towards individual relief yes 20, 22% of this bill is for people and but I do think it's really dodgy because I kept hearing people say $2,000 stimulus checks for a long time and then for them to say well it'll be 1400 and it's like oh because we gave you 600 already remember and it's like yeah okay <laughs> so um, no it's deep well and like what was it okay so yeah when we were talking about this earlier i was just looking at this article from like cbs and there was a uh, there it is there's this paragraph that says according to some uh economist a round of 1400 dollar checks he says would allow adults to pay their expenses for more than four months without going into debt or eating into any savings they still have i'm like and we were talking about this yeah like fourteen hundred dollars doesn't even cover rent for a month like how where are these figures coming from that they're going to be able to make that people are going to be able to make fourteen hundred dollars stretch four months long you know yeah like all of these numbers are just it'd be just ridiculous and even two thousand wouldn't really be enough for four months That'd be enough for a month, maybe. Also, it's, I mean, I appreciate the fact that it's fair. Everyone gets, like, the same amount. Well, actually, no, they don't. There's there's caveats there. But kind of people yeah. <laughs> get the same amount-ish. Um, but also, like, I don't know. Like, should someone living in, like, Waco, Texas, uh, take take the same amount as someone living somewhere that's, like, more expensive? um yeah North and Carolina that's, that, i agree with that that doesn't make sense it's like well and, and if you look at uh um so for me i get uh through the gi bill that i'm using to go to school i get actually a housing allowance with that and that is based on where you're living so like where i'm at i get you know a certain amount because I live, I get more because I live in California. But if I was to move to Texas or something where, yeah, we're like rents cheaper, then I would get less money for right housing allowance because it's going to cost less. They should do, I, yeah, I think they should do a similar thing with the stimulus checks. But that just makes sense. People, I think, would, would go up in arms over it. Um, if they were like, oh, these elites on the coast got more money than, than mid, mid, oh, yeah. But at the same Be- time, I think there's uh, good reason for it. Well, no, I think I think if you were to do it, you should do it uh, in addition to giving people wildly more money. If it's fourteen hundred dollars, don't don't split the difference. Like, what's the point? Like, what are you gonna do? Give yeah. someone like forty bucks here and like two k there? I think I think with, with it's it's so low. Like, fuck it. But um, but if it was like like they should just give 10,000 they should just give people 1400 <laughs> for all the months you know but then prorate it and, and like adjust it on the region you live in or, or whatever yeah but, um, like that makes more sense right like if they said okay if you live in waco and and your monthly expenses is i don't know 
thinking about what would be like two thousand bucks. Um, here's two thousand bucks for yeah. X amounts of months or something. Maybe it's one thousand, but whatever. That's what I'm saying. And then make the whole relief bill just that. Like, <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, I, I agree. I think that the big problem here with the the real problem with the stimulus bill is that we've had three stimulus checks you know in the past year and a half that total we've you know we've totaled it out after this one it's going to be you know three thousand two hundred dollars worth of stimulus checks for yeah like a year and a half now a year it's been i don't even know how long has it even been that we've been in quarantine i guess like a year right yeah it's it's been three thousand i mean three thousand two hundred dollars yeah, for a year like that's just nothing you know <laughs> like these whole these stimulus checks they're just bullshit anyway so it's like they're too small to even like to even really like reason about i mean they're, they're really small and then the yeah the ways and means for like who gets paid and how much is also pretty crazy so i got paid a stimulus check i think i've said before i got like 700 dollars for the first one um, it was based on my income tax from like, I think what was last year, 2020. So then they, I guess they looked at my income tax from 2019 and then they, they gave me stimulus. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. When I was like just getting out of college and like working my first job or something. So I got 700 bucks and I was like, okay, uh, I didn't need it at all. Like whatsoever. Cause I work from home. And I haven't had any. Yeah. I haven't had any financial hardship from COVID at all. Like almost the opposite. So I didn't yeah. really understand Everybody why. I've been saving money, not like going out and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it, to like tenfold. But but then like, just the fact that like someone I, I I'm getting someone else's seven hundred dollars is how I feel, and like it's like I'm just getting like someone's gonna pay for this like three hundred years from now. <laughs> some great descendant of the universe someone. is out of balance yeah well you know like we're just borrowing this money and then some like our kids will pay it off or something like that you know like, that's yeah. how i feel like it's pretty gonna, much it like this is just money from someone else sometime in the future and and they send it to me and oops so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then and then the second one I didn't get anything. I was kind of relieved because I first of all I don't need six hundred dollars just for no reason. Yeah. yeah. So like the ways and means and stuff, I mean I think it's kind of dumb. The fact that I got paid the first time, I, I just didn't need it at all. Um I didn't see any point for it. And then the second time, you know, I was above the limit because I did my taxes for that the next year. And that was fine. So that was I was okay with that. But then this new one, now the limit, if you're married, like you qualify for the full, I think at least part of the payment or the full payment, maybe up to like $150,000 if you're married. So, yeah. But then if you're single and we talked about this, if you're single, you you can only make up to $75,000. So if you're, if you're yeah. single and you make over 75, you, you don't make... Like you don't get anything. I think it's zero. They don't pay you out anything. I don't think it's even graduated, but I'd have to look. 
because sometimes yeah, I don't think so. It doesn't sound like it's graduated. I've, I haven't seen anything. Yeah, that says anything about actually graduating the the payment. Okay, yeah. So then, yeah. So if you if you're making seventy five thousand dollars, you don't get paid. But if you if you're making seventy five thousand dollars and you have a spouse, you, they don't just pay you. They'll pay you and your spouse. So you'll actually get two thousand eight hundred dollars if you make the same amount of money, but also have a spouse so i i feel like i feel like yeah i don't get well and like yeah well and the the thing about it though is like sure like if someone who makes seventy five thousand gets 1400 and then someone who's married and both of them make seventy five thousand, then they both that makes sense but then you also have a situation where it's like someone makes seventy five thousand, or yeah like you you brought up the the situation where someone can make you know eighty thousand and they don't get the uh, the, the check because they're over if they're single. But then you can have a married couple who one of them makes a hundred thousand and one of them makes fifty thousand, but they both get it because they're married. <laughs> so, so it's like yeah, it's I think the fact that just makes it even more like crazy to me is that they double qualify you. It's not just like oh I'm making seventy five k, but I'm married, so there's more expenses in the household, so. Uh, I now qualify. It's like, oh, you both qualify now, and it's like, oh, okay. But then if you're single, yeah, you exactly, just, you just wouldn't, and it'd be like, nah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I just find it like mm, not so great, not really, not like a really great way of of uh like putting those even those just those limits seem to me those limits are even kind of high, um, and then the just the amount of money you get is, is really low. So, yeah. Well, and that's, I think, yeah, that's, that's, again, it all comes back to that, that it's like, you know, the truth is $1,400. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. It's something, but it's not really doing much help. You know, like what it's not going to be, it's not going to completely bail anyone out. People are still going to, if they're, if they're struggling to pay their expenses, $1,400 might help them for like a month. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, if you're going, but all the, it's not going to keep them out of debt. If you're going all the way up to someone making a hundred and fifty grand, uh, like a married couple, I mean, I don't know. I I just feel like two thousand eight hundred dollars to people with with that kind of salary, you're probably making like ten thousand bucks a month on that salary, and yeah, maybe more depending on where you live, and like, like I just don't see the the reason in it, like. Like I, I would rather, I just feel like if, that's not, that's not the kind of money that like, I don't know. I don't want to sound mean here, but, but I would probably take the income levels and lower them, and then make the the size of the payout much larger, and then. I think that that would be way better. Even even for four hundred twenty two billion, just spread it like less. I think would just be better, like. Yeah. And I'd also think like people should like. I don't want to say prove, but they should at least have some kind of opt-in or opt-out or or get some information about how someone got affected. Because if if you're like me, and, and you work from home anyways, like I don't know, I don't I don't want to have a payout for anything. I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> this pandemic hasn't cost me anything. Like it's, yeah, exactly. It's been a giant. I'm in the same. Freebie. I'm in the same boat too. Yeah, where I mean, for me, like I'm, you know, like I'm unemployed technically. But because of, because like I said, I'm going to school under the GI Bill, you know, they, I'm taken care of financially. So 
I don't really need the stimulus check either. You know, so I agree there should be some kind of some kind of metric to make sure that it actually gets where it needs to instead of just being like 150,000 and below, you know, because, yeah. yeah, like you said, people who are making 10K a month don't need a $1,400 stimulus check. No, you know? yeah, that's pretty high. I, I just I mean, and my math on that's not right. It's probably between eight and 10. But I think like, no, well, if if you're if the. If you think about it, yeah, if they're making 150k annual income between, you know, and that's that's combined, you know, if you're if the 150k figure, their combined married couples combined income would yeah be over 10k a month actually. But after tax, it's the well, I guess after taxes that might be. They'll get taxed out the out the yang, but um, well, actually, yeah, it might actually be 10k after tax even. But after any, tax is yeah. possibly it'd be close, but yeah. Anyways, yeah. the point I'm just making, yeah. Again, like the income levels, like I don't know. You you can give a lot of people a little bit of money, or you can give like less people a lot more money. And I don't know that that this fourteen hundred bucks to just everyone, pretty much, is like that. You, I just don't get where that money is gonna go. Like I feel like it's more of like yeah. like we keep saying like. It's supposed to be like relief, but I feel like it's it's like stimulus. It's like it's like give everyone money that that's not there so they can just go spend it on stuff. That's what I feel like it is. I don't feel like it's really like yeah. Here's relief to pay for things that you, you may have been behind on um, to, because of the pandemic. Like you know, like like that's relief, but I feel like this is stimulus. This is like go out and buy a new car kind of money like here's a town payment you know i feel like we're trying yeah. to pump the economy or something here we're not trying to like uh well to me it almost even just feels like almost even just like a lot of you know just a lot of like political you know like bullshit kind of just like you know just people are pushing for the stimulus check so that they can hand out a little bit of money to people in the pandemic so they can be like you know, oh, hey, look, I supported the stimulus check. I got the stimulus check up to $1,400 or, you know, whatever. I got this funding for this thing, you know, just so that, so they can look better. I mean, and I think that that shows with things like uh, like we were talking about, uh, how fucking Trump had uh, the letter sent out with the first round of stimulus checks, personally being like, you know, trying to basically saying like, oh, this is Trump did this, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that it's kind of, other people aren't necessarily sending letters, but I think that it's the, it's a similar thing. They're they're very they're they're making a big deal about pushing out these stimulus checks when they're not really gonna do like that much, you know? Like they're not that good of stimulus checks considering how few we've gotten, you know. And if they thought about it, they would know that. But it's it doesn't matter whether it's actually helping people or not. They're just trying to get. They're just trying. It's like they're just. It's like a, you know. It's like when you get just give like give a couple bucks to the guy on the side of the road or whatever you know what i mean it's like just kind of like oh yeah hey look you know here's 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 a dollar just just to, so you can look like you're giving a homeless guy a dollar you know yeah all right it feels like just giving people money so they can go spend it on something <laughs> uh i guess yeah i guess that's stimulus though that's the whole point but yeah i i i, I don't know it, it's 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 a weird, it's a really weird iteration. This is probably my least favorite iteration of the, the stimulus checks. Um, the other things in the bill, there's un expanded unemployment insurance, 
There's a $900 billion stimulus package in December, and it provided unemployment, extra $300 per week in benefits. Uh, I think that ended, um, or it will end soon, and this new bill is going to continue it um, through August. So I'm not sure what the total price tag for that is, but uh, they don't really mention that here. And then... The, another one I just want to lump it in there is they included in the House bill um, an increase of the minimum wage, the federal minimum wage, uh, from $7.25 an hour to $15 an hour. And this is the more controversial thing. So, thoughts? Uh, I mean, I don't know. That just kind of makes sense to me. I mean, this. There's already a lot of places to talk about. It. There's already a lot of places that have increased the minimum wage to fifteen dollars anyway. You know, I don't I, think that that's really all that outrageous. I guess living in Washington, uh, that's I think the state minimum wage or something. So, yeah. so I feel. Kinda- I guess, and maybe, yeah, and maybe it's also a little different because I mean, before they increased to fifteen dollars, it was like. Uh, I want to say it was like 10 or 11 bucks or something. So it's like, it was only an increase of like $5, like four or $5. Whereas like if someone, if there are places that are, that have, yeah, like the $7 could the current $7 federal minimum wage as their like state minimum wage, that is like a double, <laughs> you know, twice it's going up by the, the minimum wage is getting doubled. So that is like a more significant increase. Yeah, so and and I think um, this one is not expected to go past. So there's a note here that that they think that this there was a um, some some ruling uh, or vote made in the the Senate already that they've already determined that they're they're not going to pass the minimum wage in the COVID relief bill, um, which I guess I mean I think that maybe this just means it'll come up again as its own thing and it it's just not going to yeah. be a part of covid necessarily which i understand but um that makes sense we'll see i mean so there's a i guess i should read the comment um chuck schumer we're not going to give up the fight um <laughs> yeah I, it's really funny to watch democrats after the winning so many elections and now their attitude is just like yeah we're gonna we're gonna do all these things and then like anytime anything happens it just it just seems like things keep happening that are like sort of like the opposite of what like a a bernie progressive would want and then all the just regular democrats like oh shucks oh darn it uh no minimum wage increase ah oh whoops Uh, two thousand dollars we'll get them next time folks how about 1400 split the difference yeah this is so much this attitude from from democrats of like yeah well whatever you know (laughs) like yeah i don't really care that much like i don't know you know the truth is you can they could say all they want about how about you know all of their things and how they yeah they want to give out bigger stimulus checks and all this stuff but at the end of the day none of them are suffering you know they're all part of the you know elite that they talk about fighting against you know like they talk like that that's one of the i feel like the big things of like the democratic party is always like 
oh yeah you know we're fighting for the little guy against the the elite and it's like no you, you are the elite yeah. <laughs> you know like you are one of them <laughs> you know so yeah, that's why at the end of the day they do that they they're just like well we tried well i feel like when trump was in office the democrats had this really really high horse uh yeah. to stand on all the time and it actually got kind of annoying sometimes just the the high horsing of everything and then now that trump's gone it's like the high horse thing is sort of it's still there a little bit but it's just like yeah like all these policies that were so progressive and and everything that was just like trying to be opposite of trump is kind of just not not so urgent anymore and it's Mm. it's just kind of acting like well whatever you know and then i just think it's really interesting that the the democrats have such a thin margin in like in, in the legislative branch right now, like really thin, there'll be a midterm in just two years. And, and you think like, this was kind of like with Trump where he had that first term where he had like, uh, I think, um, I think there's Republican Congress and Republican uh, president and everything in his first two years. And then there was kind of like this, Oh my God, you know, but then nothing really happened necessarily and then i feel like it's the same thing where it's like okay you have like a razor thin margin over like the 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 legislative and the executive branch but then not really going to do anything with it and just act like well this is just this is fine and then you know in the midterms who knows what's going to happen right yeah so anyways i just i think that um for the minimum wage in particular i'm not crazy about it i feel like because I live in a state where it's already $15. So for me, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but but I think um, I think for other states, I'm fine with states just setting their own. I feel like... If, yeah, I agree. If the state is like Omaha, Nebraska, and they don't want to have a $15 minimum wage because they think it would negatively impact their you know businesses, then I think that's fine. And I think people in omaha nebraska should vote on it and i don't think it should be like federalized in that sort of a way i do i think the best argument for it though is that there is a federal minimum wage and it hasn't changed in forever so i i think maybe it's it's not great to just leave it like like i i think in a perfect world the states should just pick their their minimum wage that works for them and not fuck with each other about it just have your own but the fact that we already have some federal one, I, I don't think we should also just leave it at like seven bucks because that's yeah. pretty low. Well, because it, it sets a precedent and then, you know, it's like if you if you set a standard, it's basically like the federal government sets a standard. They're like, hey, you know, seven bucks is the minimum. So obviously some people are going to just do the minimum. Yeah. You know? Like I've, some people are not going to move up until the government until the federal government makes them move up. Like obviously some places will. And we've seen that in, yeah, like Washington and Oregon, uh, California as well, where, you know, they've taken it upon themselves to increase the minimum wage as, as needed. But there are going to be some places that just won't. (laughs) And then they're going to wait for the federal government to be like, Hey, you have to do this now because the federal government already yeah set a minimum wage i would do something like 
take the average of like multiple states or something like that and make that the federal. That's what I think would be better just to have like, like, I think it's, it's not good to just leave the baseline for forever, like so low all the time. It's seven bucks is, is really low. So I think it, it should yeah. increase. I don't think that they should just look at like the Western coastal states that have high minimum wage and just say everything should be that high. Cause that, that is going to cause problems for like smaller businesses. So I, I think that, if anything, I would say take the average of like the state's minimum wages, maybe have some other mathematics involved, like, uh, I don't know, cost of living or whatever. Come up with a federal minimum wage that that's like increased, but not to the point where it becomes like like eye popping or anything. I, I That's what I think. Yeah. And if you have to raise it, if you have to raise it again, like that's better. This is like a software kind of approach. I'd say raise it to something that's, that's not really eyebrow popping, but at least you're raising it and then, and it base it on other wages and then, um, and then just, just try to make it easier to keep raising it over time instead of just like trying to double it every 10 years. Or yeah, something like I that. agree. Maybe, yeah, put in some kind of system that it's like, you know, bump you it up, reassess. Yeah, yeah, you have to reassess what the minimum wage like every so often or something like that to make sure that it's staying up. Yeah, or even something. I guess, I guess too, what happened with uh, Washington and like Oregon and stuff was they were just like they basically just made the decision. You know, we're gonna make the minimum wage is gonna just we're gonna bump that up to the living wage. So you could even do something like that. Be like, hey. If your your minimum wage has to be at least living wage wherever you are, yeah, you know, so it's I, like someone can because someone can hack can work a minimum job minimum wage job and still have enough to meet the cost of living, yeah, wherever and, they're living. I I want to say I have a heart in this. I think we, whenever anyone says like, well, fifteen dollars is too high, there's always this backlash of like, Ugh, can't say that comrade and stuff and i just feel like okay <laughs> hang on hang on i've been i've been personally burned by this because i used to be a, a barista and i worked in washington but I, I didn't get paid the minimum wage i got paid less than that because the i worked on campus at my university and then they told you me like work study well no they told me that since the university receives federal funding we can't pay you the state minimum wage. We can't. We actually pay you the the federal minimum wage. But because of union or whatever, we give you um, like it was it was like two or three dollars less than the minimum wage. I think when I started it was like eleven bucks, and then when I left it was like almost thirteen or something. But the minimum wage was like fifteen dollars in the state. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was like, I was like making less than minimum wage in college. And I feel like, um, like, yeah, I, I get that the federal minimum wage can, can really just bite you sometimes because it's just so far off. And that's why I think yeah. it, it shouldn't just be really far off. But I, I don't understand why we would want to just set the minimum wage in, in one place and to just make everyone follow that. I, I feel like, yeah. You might as well just have like states can can do it themselves. Like our state did it, and people wanted to do that. So yeah, exactly. Like Montana can't do the same thing or something. Yeah, well, I feel like that's just kind of the whole thing of having you know, like this 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 idea of decentralized state governments 
you know, is that it's like that way they can handle things like that. Cause things regarding to, yeah, like minimum wage and like cost of living and all that stuff, that's all going to be different based on where you're at, you know? So it's like, why shouldn't, why shouldn't they take care of that themselves? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. So I, it, I, so final verdict, it, it should go up. Is 15 the magic number? Probably not, but, um, but it should go up. It should just be like, I prefer like a, a reasonable amount, and, um, and I at don't least know. like adjusted in with like inflation or some something. Something needs to it needs to increase somehow. Yeah, it shouldn't be stagnant forever, and uh, but I still think it 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 shouldn't encroach too much on like like you shouldn't have like a large percentage of states now being under with their state minimum wage. I think it it should just fall somewhere in the middle <laughs> so yeah, you raise like raise like half the states up and then just keep doing that over the years so i don't know yeah so uh on a scale of one to three how do you rate this uh stimulus <laughs> stimulus bill the whole 1.9 billion dollars or trillion dollars <laughs> i mean trillion um or just the, the two billion for amtrak or the oh yeah or the 422 billion for for direct payments the whole thing <laughs> whole hog rate it one to uh um considering we had a 900 billion dollar bill in december and now we have a 1.9 trillion dollar bill how many months has it been three months and i'm being three generous months. i'm being super generous with the timeline yeah i i don't know i don't know boss this is like this just seems pretty chaotic to me. Like, yeah. it doesn't really seem like we we're really knowing what we're doing with this one. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm glad that they're they're putting a lot of. I look, we looked through more of the bill uh, before, and yeah, it's just like stuff for different like relief funds and like government programs. So, um, I just I wish we could find out how well these funds get used, and like how much of it actually makes it to people and is not just in some government program, you know? Yeah. So, there yeah. is like, um, I was looking at the department of treasury's website for, um, there's like a included, there's also an emergency rent. What is it? Emergency rental assistance program. And in the, on that page, it talks about like the transparency act or whatever. And there's supposed to be, producing reports of where the funds go but yeah i do feel like there could be more maybe more guidance right now on where the funds are gonna go yeah it's pretty opaque it's also it is also pretty strange that there's just a specific two thousand or two specific excuse me specific two billion uh pay payout just specifically to uh amtrak yeah that's literally (laughs) in the bill here's two billion for amtrak in the bill yeah. It's just two billion for Amtrak specifically. I guess that everyone in DC rides Amtrak, so they just had to. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, I I think I think that um, I I don't know. I give it a one. I think it's um, it's a big bill. It, I feel like it it doesn't do all the things. It it just kind of like it's just like what do you call it? Like stock government spending. Uh, bill and then the only thing interesting about it i think is the the direct payments 
and maybe the minimum wage part but i just think okay the minimum wage part's not going to happen anyways and then the the direct payments are just really low so i don't know yeah i feel like too that the whole minute putting i don't think that they should have wrapped the minimum wage up in a covid relief bill that seems that seems like democrats who want to raise the minimum wage just trying to like wrap it up and just kind of you know, obfuscate the like the their the increase to fifteen dollars, so it'll get passed. You know, it's like because they know that probably just a straight up fifteen dollar minimum wage bill won't pass. But like maybe we just throw it in with this, you know, we can push it through. Which it's that's what it feels like to me at least. Which I think is silly, and I, we already talked about why just a straight up fifteen dollar minimum wage is silly anyway. Yeah, but I will see. I mean, I feel like in some sense, I feel like it's it's a bunch of politicians paying a bunch of administrators for stuff. Like, that's what yeah. I feel like the whole thing is. And uh, there's 300, I'm just reading another thing, 350 billion being put in. That's a significant amount. That's almost as much as the direct payments. And that's for just giving to state and local governments to do with whatever they please, I, I guess. So stuff yeah. like that is just like okay. So these politicians are going to give these other politicians more money. I, I have yes. no, I have no fucking <laughs> patience for this. Like, so if you just took out the direct payments, which is twenty two percent, the other eighty percent of this bill, like, I, I don't care about it. It's like, I mean, I guess some of these things need more money, uh, like the rent assistance and mortgage stuff that stuff's all useful but all that comes up to like less than a hundred billion i think so like yeah it just there's, looks there's very little of this bill the the most of this bill is not going to directly help people the biggest who are, who are affected by the pandemic the biggest slices of the pie are just vague things like 90 billion for various transportation and infrastructure causes. So we're going to pay 90 billion dollars on like construction or something for yeah, that's, various reasons. Like what the that fuck seems is like this? That's a stupid decision. Yeah, I I'm not someone who thinks governments just shouldn't spend money. I just feel like if this is your COVID relief bill, um I don't get it. Like it's really to yeah. me it's just like it's just like here's just like it's just a regular like spending bill like to me yeah <laughs> i don't get what about much. what about this is like a covid relief bill you know for everything that's happened in the last year and and then the response if if this is it it's like okay, okay too little too late yes here's a bunch of money on construction in amtrak and yeah yeah there's other things though, like yeah, stuff for like rent, schools, um, you know, some of this makes sense. I twenty five twenty five billion in grants for restaurants and bars is okay, I guess. I mean, you don't want people to go out of business when it's not their fault, but also, I don't know, it's it's like, how does that money really get used? You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I so yeah, I give it a one. I think I think if it was it was if it was more focused, if it just was just much simpler, and just like a, yeah. a couple of things that are directly related to COVID, 
and that's where the money was going i'd get that but the fact that it's just like just money for everything you could think of just random amounts and random amounts and not really i feel like yeah like like again it's just it's for money for a lot of stuff but it's just not enough per thing you know you would have been better off just focusing it smaller providing more money for for less things yeah, just just the the specific things that that you need, like schools and rent assistance, mortgage and stuff, and definitely not Amtrak and like and <laughs> yeah. various infrastructure. Like they could just do, and I'm not against all these things. I'm just saying, like the fact that it's just lumped together in one big thing, I feel like is just this sort of political thing of like, well, if it says coronavirus on it, we can put anything in it. So. I mean, we'll see what happens when it goes to the Senate, but I do feel like this is bloated and maybe instead of $1.9 trillion after it goes to the Senate, it might come down to like $1 trillion. But uh, so maybe that's the strategy though. Maybe it was like, just put everything but the kitchen sink in it and make it raise the price tag as high as you can, give it to the Senate and then they'll take stuff out of the cart. But then, it'll still have things in it you know it's kind of like when you, you go to like a store and then they like just, just sell you a bunch of stuff and then when you when you get rid of some of it you still end up pay more than you thought you would like kind of like a yeah like a casino strategy you go you're going to target and you're walking around and then suddenly you're like dropping 200 bucks at the register yeah it, everything is just really expensive but then like it's just yeah it's it's do you think that's the strategy here it could be. I mean, that would explain why there's so much in there. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like if that was the strategy, then we would have seen, you know, a higher initial amount for like individual payments and stuff like that. Amtrak would have gotten like twenty billion dollars. Like twenty yeah. billion dollars for Amtrak. Just that probably would have gone through though. Just five. They're gonna remove all of the. All of the parts of the bill, except for the Amtrak. Except for Amtrak. It'll be like COVID relief. It's just $1 trillion for Amtrak. Yeah. <laughs> what would Amtrak even do with a trillion dollars? Oh, man. They would give you, like, like free like pretzels or something on the train like yeah. a year. And somehow it would cost a trillion dollars. Amtrak's expensive, dude. It's like 80 bucks to go from seattle to portland or something i think it's expensive it's a lot dude you just take the bus just take a plane for 80 dollars. i mean okay uh, yeah. maybe maybe not a literal plane but it's not that much more I think you could probably take a plane from seattle to portland for like 80 bucks yeah if you're if you timed it right i guess but yeah I guess. just looking at stuff like that is like it's expensive i don't know why i'm talking about amtrak yeah. though <laughs> That really just triggered us when we saw that part of the... That uh, triggered me. I was like, the there's bill. no other company mentioned by name in the, this entire article. And then just just weaseled somewhere into like the, the middle of like the fourth paragraph is like... And it, it's the end of a, another paragraph that's talking about other things. And then tacked on at the end, it says $2 billion for Amtrak. And you're like, what are you talking about? You're like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Why do they need $2 billion? I mean, yeah, why, gosh, just, I guess anyone who's affected by COVID should get money. Okay, fine, but. Oh, yeah. I I don't understand the strategy here, though. 
I don't I don't know. This, I don't, this bill things, is very confusing. Things go out of business too, right? I mean, like, there's definitely like bars and restaurants in my neighborhood that, with or without COVID, I don't think that they were gonna make it anyways. So, like, yeah. I f- feel like this thing of like just giving everyone like twenty five billion dollars for restaurants and and bars that's that's nice, I guess. And and I and I don't like to see a business fail, but usually after a business fails, just another one moves in. So like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not trying to be mean or anything. I'm just saying like, there's so many things here that that like I don't think we're we're gonna pull through anyways. Um, I agree. There's some and I don't know that this is necessarily gonna. It's not gonna save all of the. You know, it'll say it might save some. It's just gonna. It's still gonna be. Some of this is businesses. just throwing money at, at businesses just because of COVID. And then, it, and, you know, that's not really the only problem sometimes. I mean, yeah. yeah. I agree. One. One out of... Uh, Three. 1.9 trillion. <laughs> 1.9 trillion. <laughs> all right well we'll have to keep an eye on uh, this bill as it moves its way through congress and we'll have to also keep an eye out see see what chris delia does next oh yeah Uh, maybe we'll bring you updates in the next episode this is now the chris delia podcast Yes, it's a podcast about Crystalia and we, what he does on his podcast. We tried to get him on for an interview, but we can only get Tig Notaro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, check us out on uh, Instagram, Let Me Finish Pod, uh, Facebook, Let Me Finish Podcast. And, uh, yeah, if you want to make any of the pages for us, as always, just <laughs> let us know. Yes. <laughs> we want a, a grinder account and a MySpace. <laughs> you know what? I remember, dude, on, uh, I don't know, uh, <laughs> on Tinder, there would be, like, legit, like, businesses sometimes would make Tinder no, accounts. No, that's so funny. <laughs> and so, like, you know, you'd just be, like, doing, like, the suicide swipe through. Just swipe and swipe and swipe and super fast, you know, as fast as you can, just swiping through everything. And you'd suddenly find yourself matching with all these like businesses and stuff. You're like, get the, the fuck out of here. What the hell is this? You matched with PF Chang's. <laughs> You're like, <"What?"> <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is this fucking shit? I don't remember get swiping on an Asian girl. <laughs> it's just PF Chang's, like the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> fucking brands, dude. With saucy DMs. Actually, okay. <laughs> Bonus item, does it bother you when, like, social media pros for, like, companies try to get really, really, like, I don't know, cute on Twitter? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't really care for it. It gets kind of annoying sometimes. It, like, it's just... Well, I mean, I think, too, it's, like, it just... Here's the problem. I think this is why I don't like it and probably why a lot of other people don't like it. Is that it just, it feels insincere when you see like these, cause I don't know, you, you say you follow like a meme account on Instagram 
or something or like a funny account on like Twitter or something. A lot of the times, you know, they're not getting like they might get a little bit of like, you know, social media clout or whatever. But a lot of them are not really it's not like they're going to get famous or anything, you know, like a lot of like I'll follow meme accounts on Instagram and they're just posting the memes because they because they're funny. You know what I mean? So it feels kind of like sincere. But when you see like a, a brand being all goofy and yeah, cutesy like that, you know that they're just doing it to to get in on this, you know, social media trend and appeal to, to people. So it just, you know, that it's insincere. And I think that's what the problem is. I think that's why I don't like it. Cause it's just like, yeah. Oh, so funny. You know, good one. That's real original. I know you're just trying to sell me something, you know? Yeah. It's just some like annoying noise for engagement all the time. And then a bunch of other brand accounts will like comment on that brand account. Cause they try to create this moment where like, Oh look, Burgerville and Wendy's, blah blah blah. Like they try yeah. to just create those things so artificially. It's just so cringy to me. I agree. I think yeah, that's the thing. It's just it's, it's artificial. You know, it's just you know, it's just being done to sell you a product, as opposed to like be any kind of like entertainment value or anything. They're just trying to sell you a product. And the, it's only the same thing reason that- why people don't like ads and stuff like that because you just you know that you're. They're just trying to sell you a product, you know? And the only thing that makes the joke even funny, supposedly, is the fact that it's coming from, like, a brand account. It's not, yeah. like, a funny joke or an interesting comment. It's just like, well, look, the brand account replied, and it's like, ugh. It was funny, you know, like, a couple times when they when they first, you know, when they first caught onto that trend. But now it's uh, it's played out. I'm tired of it. Yeah, it was funny when it was just like a, a natural thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that brand, whoever runs that account said that. That's really funny. Now it's like, that's yeah. like their whole job is just to create noise. So Yeah, <laughs> I think too. Yeah, it like, it went from like, oh wow, someone that runs the McDonald's social media account clearly doesn't give a fuck and they're probably going to get fired to like some poor intern at a computer, you know, with a bunch of corporate suits towering over them like say something funny to get all the kids to laugh you know and you know that it's like okay like yeah it's just that's the that's the it's a shift it's a different image you know whereas you're like maybe it was that guy's last day as the social media manager now it's like oh they're just just being forced to dance like monkeys yeah exactly yeah (laughs) it's just like it's yeah it's a repeat performance of something that that used to be good so yeah just yeah. like um, the stimulus checks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Something about getting $1,200 and not expecting it is really delightful. And then getting like 1400 and, and expecting so much more is like, come on. <laughs> yeah, especially with just all this buildup, you know. And then it, it's like they give us $1,200 and they're like, that's the, you know, this is the first round of stimulus checks. This is just to, it's like... I would thought, you know, we all thought it was going to be like, oh, here's twelve hundred bucks because we just we got to get something out, but we'll work on something in the future that's going to be more substantial, and then we got nothing. We got six hundred bucks for Christmas, you know, and now like they're just coming up with this whole new thing. It's like, oh, thanks, gee, thanks, and I'm getting you know fourteen hundred bucks a year from the government. I really yeah. appreciate that. That's going to completely change my life. Fourteen hundred dollars <laughs> a year. 
if you average it, it's fifteen hundred. But fifteen hundred. Sorry, taxes my on. bad. Yeah. So I had to report that on your IRS form, and then <laughs> they're like taxing it at fifty percent, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you end up owing them money. It's like a payday loan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you do your taxes. Gotcha. It's like, hey, you did your taxes? You owe thirty two hundred. <laughs> <laughs>